Hi, it's Anna, of course. I just got off shift. I'm going to try to keep this short because I have to get back to the room and check up on Mel. I'm actually camped out in Oatley's office right now. He's out seeing what's up with Li Ming's shoulder, and he said I could stay in here for the quiet aspect. Today I assisted Oatley with checking up on a bunch of defensive division folk, making sure they're all good to go. And by assisted, I mean stood by and watched. And learned. Right. It's a little scary thinking about why they would need to be in such good shape, but we haven't had much trouble yet. Except for the incident on Triton, of course. Poor Mel. She starts regular work again tomorrow, but I'll still need to check up on her every morning and night. Just her heart rate and temperature, basic physical stuff. She's pretty much fine physically, but her body did go through an ordeal, and it's important to make sure... I should probably go do that now. I'll finish this up a bit later. Hi! I'm back. Mel's fine, of course. I think she's getting a bit tired of me hooking her up to things and asking her questions, but it's for her own good. As I keep reminding her. I went to the diner once I was done with her. It's really fun there. I like it a lot, but I feel like my friends are kind of ready to move on from it, find someplace else on the ship. Not that that's going to be a problem. There are so many places. It's like twice the size of my entire hometown, even if Mel seems to think I grew up on Saturn's rings or something. I love all the cool little places they put in here. Helps stave off the cabin fever. I don't actually know where we'll be going after we make the transaction on Ganymede, but I hope it's somewhere close-ish. I can't take another four weeks of being stuck on this ship, or being stuck with- <laughs> I have some very nice friends. They're great, and I like them. I'm going to talk about them, and not- Right, friends. I don't know how, but one of them, I think it was Glenn, found out that my birthday is next month, and they've been trying to find out what I like and what to get me. They think they're being so subtle and clever, but they're not. At all. Eighteen. Wow. I'm going to be eighteen years old. I can barely process that. I'm sure all my friends will want to take me to have my first legal drink, but I just want to spend time with them. Drinking's not the important part. Although it is definitely going to happen. It's weird. They don't believe me when I say I've never gotten drunk, but it's completely true. Completely. I mean, except that one time, but I don't. I don't talk about that night. I am never touching banana pudding again. Then there's also the small factor of getting to properly join the other interns. Jules, Makani, Salima. They're some of my best friends. Not so much the other interns, but I want to be equal to them, even if I am several years younger. And I really just want to help people as much as I can. I'm glad they let 17-year-old me do anything, but being Oatley's little sidekick is getting old. Speaking of, I had an interesting experience with Oatley earlier today. He was giving a physical to someone from Defensive, I think her name was Raker, and we were going through the standard questions, right? And we got to any other complaints, and she mentioned getting into a brawl with her friends and sustaining a scratch on her thigh that, in her words, didn't feel so good. So we took a look at it. It was way up on her thigh, much higher than we'd normally look, and boom. Puffy, red, totally infected. The look on Oatley's face was priceless. No wonder it didn't feel so good. It's so funny how some people don't notice things like that. What else? Oh, dinner at the diner was really funny today. Jules and Li Ming joined us a bit later. Oh, 
Turns out Li Ming sprained her shoulder in the exercise room, and Makani was stuck on call. So it was just me, Glenn, Vicky, Raj, and Salima for a while. With Raj and Salima in the room, you can probably guess where this is going already. They got into one of their little back-and-forth things again, and it escalated into threats of physical violence. Joking, of course. Those two are like the best friends I know. Meanwhile, Vicky and I have completely stopped our conversation, which I'm not too pleased about. But we're just sitting back watching this happen. Raj goes for the fake punch, but he knocks into his soda pop and it almost spills into Salima's food. Wow, that would have been gross. Yeah, we were laughing at that for a while. Also, before we got interrupted, Vicky said that she thinks I'm sweet. She... <laughs> nope. I'm not getting off on another Vicky tangent. Let's see. Tomorrow I have to make rounds with Oatly again. Then I volunteered to help Culinary Division clean up Raiko Hall after dinner, which is going to be a lot of work. But Jules, Salima, and Makani are going to do it with me, so it shouldn't be too bad. I'm going to be so tired, though. I'll probably fall asleep before checking Mel properly. No. Of course I won't. I can't do that. But I'll want to. I should probably head back now. Right now I'm actually in Salima and Li Ming's room because they're visiting Makani and her roommate, Kiko, who I only just met last week. I don't want to walk down two flights of stairs right now, but it's getting late. Mel might be asleep already. In any case, night. Anna again. Hello. As predicted, I am in fact exhausted. I was going to do this earlier today, but then Vicky came by to say hi, and so I got distracted, and also lost all ability to speak. Rounds was fine. Cleanup duty was fine. I love hanging out with Jules, Salima, and Makani. Medical buddies, yay! Everyone's fine, everything's fine, I'm locked out of my room. I was checking up on Mel because I am a kind and caring roommate, not just because I was ordered to despite my protests. So I'd taken my security pass off because I assumed I would be settling in for the night. Mel was giving me the death glare, but she frequently is, so I was ignoring it. And then she barreled into me, physically shoving me out the door and locking it behind me. So I'm, I'm out here now. Yeah, physically she's fine. I don't think we really need to worry about that anymore. Mentally, however, I'm going to put in a request or five that she be ordered to see a therapist or something. This is absolutely ridiculous. Mel, we're supposed to be adults, or acting as them anyway. Oh, come on. I know you can hear me. The door's not that thick. Yeah, have fun out there, buddy. Got stuck out there my first frickin' night. Then you should know how sucky it is. Mel, damn it, don't you dare. Great. Now she's just not gonna respond to me, the absolute child. I tried, okay? I really, really tried to be friends with her. I tried to like her, but she so doesn't want to be friends, and I don't think she wants to be liked. Seven weeks, I've started conversations, cleaned our room, brought back food for her, and now looked after her and made sure she didn't suffer a heart attack, and in return, I get locked out of my own damn room. I think the only thing she appreciates me is how often I'm out. <laughs> You're out now. How d- Fine. I'm leaving. I'll go crash in someone else's room. <sighs> Damn it! This is so stupid. Guess I'll head back to Salima and Li Ming's room. Unbelievable. Salima and Li Ming were not in their room. I headed to their last known location, Makani and Kiko's room, and nobody was in it. 
I really hate going to the male sleeping quarters at night, so this time I didn't have a choice but to seek out Vicky. Problem is, she never actually told me where her room is, so I kinda had to wander around for a while until I found it. I knew it was on a lower floor because she implied it a bit once, so by the time I found the door with her name on it, it was the dead of night and I was exhausted. I knocked on the door and it opened to a face blankly staring at me. I explained that Mel locked me out of my room and Vicky invited me in. Then I asked where her roommate was and she responded that Mara was on defensive detail at the moment. I then quickly explained that everyone had disappeared and she was my last option, then regretted it and tried to rephrase it, then changed the subject entirely. She seemed too tired to follow all that and, lucky for me, landed on the last part which was about Mel. We were talking for a while, but the basics were I was saying how nice I had tried to be, but that I finally give it up, and she was saying that my options were to apply for a roommate transfer, which is a huge pain, or to try again with Mel, and she strongly urged the second one. She thinks that if I talk to her on a personal level, try to find out more about her, we could learn to stand each other. She was also talking about how having a roommate is a gift or something, and we should all take advantage of it. On the one hand... I'm really pissed off at Mel and just want to give up on her, but on the other, I want to at least be able to say to Vicky that I tried, so I will try. Again. We were talking for a long while before Vicky pointedly reminded me that she actually went to sleep several hours ago and would like to return there soon, so I said goodnight and left. At the moment, I'm sitting in the stairwell, trying to gather enough energy to go up the last flight. I think Vicky was right about the roommate thing. I mean, I certainly thought it's just one of the things you think about as a kid all alone in your room. You think about joining a crew and making friends and having someone who lives with you and always has your back. Maybe it was just me thinking those things, but I really, really hoped for something better. The way things are going now, we're going to end up like Dave and, and that other guy, whatever his name is, from Technical Division. I guess I should try to confront the Mel Beast now. If she's asleep, I'll go sleep on the floor in the hall. There's literally nothing else I can do. Night. Anna again. The bad news is, I managed to get lost. The good news doesn't exist right now. I'm lost. This is not a residential hallway. I don't know what it is. I guess I took a wrong turn somewhere in between the stairs and the door that leads to our hall, but I don't remember there being any turn to take there at all. I was walking down this hallway for a long while before I realized it's not where I should be. I also realized that I can't see the end of it, or where I entered, and not just because it's really, really dark. I also realized that I simply can't deal with it right now. No, that I actually realized just now. I don't care. I officially don't care anymore. I'm going to sleep right here if I get reprimanded for it. Whatever. I didn't have another option. For the final time tonight, good night. Anna here. I'm on break right now. Thought I'd conclude my tale from last night. I fell asleep pretty much as soon as I stopped recording, just slumped in the hallway. I woke up to Mel standing over me, clearly deciding whether or not to nudge me awake. The door to our room was right behind her. Yeah, I had actually fallen asleep right across from it. I must have been really, really tired to think I was lost, right? But I was really sure. I was so certain I was somewhere else. Okay, I'm definitely getting a full night's sleep from now on. 
I haven't talked to Mel yet, but I've made up my mind to do so later today. It's not going to be fun, but we should at least try to sort out our issues before giving up, right? And she definitely has explaining to do for last night. Not looking forward to it, but it has to happen. On another note, I think I've worked out what everyone's getting me for my birthday. As I said, my friends are not subtle. Of course no one's getting me anything yet, because we're still in the middle of space. But we get shore leave once we dock on Ganymede, which I'm pretty excited for anyway, so shopping will be possible. Glenn was asking me about my hair and stuff, asking me what I use in it and whatever under the pretense of complimenting me, but my hair really didn't look particularly popping that day, so he's most likely getting me some fancy conditioner I may have mentioned to him, as I figured out what he was doing pretty much before he started. Half of my conversations with McCowney revolve around trying to get each other to do something the other person likes, so from her I'm expecting a couple of literature downloads on my e-graph, and maybe some exercise clothing from that brand she's always on about. Neither Raj nor Salima have much in the way of spending money, and partly because of that I fully expect them to get me something between the two of them. Something funny, definitely. Maybe something handmade or hand-decorated. They're probably the best at being subtle, at least in terms of keeping secrets. I'm genuinely excited to see what they get me. Li Ming is going to get me an article of clothing or an accessory. She always looks great. Always. Maybe not so much now that her arm is in a sling, but I give her two days until she makes that work for her, too. I mean, I try, but I don't always have time or mental energy. I don't know how she does it, but she just looks perfect. All the time. So she's likely to encourage me to do the same. Jules, I can tell you now, is going to get me some adorable children's toy that has to do with medicine. I consider it an impossibility for him to do anything else. He's usually the first one to call out medical buddies in the appropriate circumstances, and he, he just really loves his work. He's really proud of it, and he seems happy to have friends who love it too. And lastly, of course, is Vicky. Look, even if nothing ever happens between us, we're still friends good friends even, and so we're going to get each other birthday presents. The problem is I can't rationally think about her or about anything related to her, so I have frankly no idea what she's getting me. I just hope it's something personal. Actually, she's not last. Oatly. No, we're not exactly friends, but I think we have a pretty good professional relationship. I will definitely get him something when the time comes around, and it would be really nice if he did the same for me. He's my boss, sure, but he's also a, um, a good acquaintance, I'd say. Not quite a friend, but maybe in the future. And with that whole thing completed, my break is almost up. Still, it was fun to try to get in the heads of my friends. Worth it. Bye! Anna here, in what may be my last recording before my untimely murder at the hands of my roommate. I'm about to confront Mel. I talked to Vicky about it some more after dinner, and she recommended I record the conversation so I can play it back later and think through it better, so I'm turning the sensitivity up so I can actually record the conversation. Here I go. Mel, hey. Yeah? We need to talk about last night. I won't get mad at you, I just want to know what happened, and something here has to change. Yeah, okay, whatever. So? What happened? I locked you out of the room. Yes, I noticed. Why? Because it's been seven weeks. That's true. It has. Why does- Anna, I really don't want to talk about it, okay? I'm sorry, but we need to. Fine. 
I doubt you know much about the federal foster care system, but after seven weeks, the process is finalized. They stop checking in on you as much, and your foster family is your family from then until who knows how long. Okay. If you run away before then, you get sent back to the system to find someone else. If you try to run after that point, you're stuck with the same family. That sounds crappy, but what is that? You sick bastard! This is the longest I've been in any one place in a really long time, and, and, and I freaked out last night because I might actually have to face the fact that... Shut up, Enna! Go away! Just go away! I'm not going anywhere! This is my room, too, and I intend to sleep in it tonight! Just leave me alone! No, please calm down! We need to talk this No, through. we don't! Of course we do! We can't keep living like this! You know what? Fine, I'll leave. Mel! Damn it, Mel! Come back! She's gone. She left the room. That conversation could have gone better, but I didn't know. She never told me she was in... But I would have known if she'd just talked to me. I wish she would talk to me. It's pretty much time to go to sleep now. Mel has her security pass, at least. She might be back. Or not. She might go to a friend's room, I guess, and actually stay there. Does she have friends? I don't even know that. I don't know what else to say. Good night. Hi, it's Enna. Oatly had me filling out patient information all morning. At least it kept my thoughts distracted. As predicted, when my friends and I met up for lunch, I said, to the diner, and was met with a bunch of nah and meh. So we wandered around for a while looking for a new place to eat. I suggested we find a map, but no one else agreed with that statement. So, by the time we found a place, we only had about 25 minutes to eat. I like this new place well enough. The food was pretty great, but it's not as homey as the diner. I have an evening shift today, so I'm in a pretty long stretch of free time right now. I couldn't think of anything to do, so I was just kind of wandering the halls for a bit, making my slow way to the lower lounge, when I ran into Vicky. She'd been doing some work there and was heading to her room, but then we got into a whole conversation about last night. I told her what happened and she thinks I should try again, and I guess I should to some extent, but I had a bit of a moment of realization that she's only two years older than me. She doesn't know everything about life. I'm going to give it a week, and then I'm going to put in a request for a different roommate if things aren't at least marginally better. I do feel bad for her. Sounds like her childhood kind of sucked, but I can't deal with medical duties, a decidedly energetic group of friends, and a batshit crazy roommate. No, that's not fair to her. But I'm just tired of this. I'm in our room at the moment. I kind of retraced my steps back with Vicky, and I'd feel stupid slowly walking to the lower lounge again, so I just, I'm sitting on my bed. Mel's out doing work, I guess. I don't even know what that means for relational officers. She's the only one I've spoken to, I think. I don't really know what I'm going to do now. Go over medical notes, I guess. Gotta keep going over them. Take a nap before my shift. Yeah, I'll figure something out. <sighs> yeah, okay. Well, for now, goodbye.